This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. No. With his friends dying all around him. The cloak falls to the ground. Baron must make a crucial decision. I mean, I don't really know what else I could do at this point. Flee. That changes everything. That does change everything. Oh. Or stay to protect the only comrade he has left. You still got one dwarf left. I'm over here. The adventure continues. You'll be missed. I mean, I'm, I'm saying. Matthew's dead. <laughs> Bummer. (laughs) (laughs) No. What is going on, uh, Glass Cannon Nation? Welcome back to the show. It's your good buddy, Joe O'Brien, welcoming you to part four now of Throne for a Loop. What a month it has been in Giant Slayer. It has been stressful, to say the least, and I am very eager for you guys to hear this episode, so I I, I don't want to dilly-dally too long. But I do have some important news that I want to share, so I'll, I'll try to get through it quickly. First... I want to send out a huge thank you to the fantastic members of the Nash that joined us at the Bell House in Brooklyn this past Saturday. What a crowd. It was it was fun in there. And uh, I got to say, being completely honest, I had a couple friends, personal friends that were there that don't really listen to the podcast, but wanted to come out to support me, support the guys uh, and just try to figure out what the hell it is we do. And they were just, I mean, across the board, blown away, uh, not only by the incredible energy that uh, our crowd brings to the show, but how genuinely enjoyable the nation is to meet and uh, and hang out with uh, during the after party. So thank you guys so much for making us look good and for showing us a great time. We really did have an amazing time and we can't wait till the next one, which is Seattle. Next stop, uh, Seattle. Seattle is sold out but uh we have plenty of shows coming up later this year that are not yet sold out we just announced boston last week and uh we'll be at the paradise rock club on sunday november 3rd it's it's to be honest it's one of our fastest selling shows yet so uh, if you're going to be in new england in november if you can make that happen grab a ticket now uh i can only imagine what a crazy good time that show is going to be also don't forget uh if you are going to gen con grab tickets to one of our two shows in indy uh that's happening during gen con thursday night and saturday afternoon we're playing both of those shows and particularly the first one are dangerously close to selling out also we will be in Atlanta on August 31st and back at the Bootleg Theater in L.A. on October 5th. You can find out more information about those shows and links to get tickets at our website at glasscannonpodcast.com. I want to do a quick update on Patreon news, talk about our next goal. We are rapidly closing in now on our $40,000 goal, and we're just so close that it's really imminent, and we're planning uh, exactly how this is going to happen. Uh, at 40K, we are going to start regular Twitch streams from the office, featuring Troy and myself and, of course, special guests playing games and, most importantly, talking games. You know, in 2018, we uh, published 
nearly triple the amount of actual play content that we published in 2017. In one year, we tripled the content. And that is all thanks to Patreon and your guys' support that we get through there. But there is one downside to that, in, in my view of it, which is that we're basically locked away, furiously recording episodes of Pathfinder or Starfinder gameplay whenever we see each other. So we're missing out on the good old days of uh, Troy and Joe just being able to kick back, play some video games, and hang out with the Nash. We truly miss it. And at 40K, we can set aside that time to regularly get together and hang out with you guys. We'll be playing video games and talking all things geek with anyone that can show up in chat. Also... As a huge thank you for pushing us over this milestone, we're going to do a one-time live cannon fodder to cover all of the many, many things that are happening on the network these days, including but not limited to episode 200 and all the happenings of Giant Slayer since then. There is so much behind-the-scenes juicy goodness that I want to share with you guys. Uh, so help us hit that 40K goal, and we will be able to do it live. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Thank you for your time and attention. And now we shall return to Skiergard. Please enjoy episode 205, Thrown for a Loop 4, Some New Hope. Oh, man. Talk about living up to the hype. <laughs> like dying down to the hype. Oh, man, just brutal. 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 And I, and I truly, truly thought that one way or the other, it would be finished in the last episode. I, I yep. can't believe it's still going. Yep, and you know, I, I certainly could have gone longer, but I, I don't even know where where the combat goes from now. I've been prepping all week, and I'm like, I, I just don't know what's going to happen here. There's still a million different still ways. Still a million different possibilities. I thought it was bad last week before we started. It's even worse now, Matthew. I have to commend you. It was an amazing idea. It was done in my estimation completely by the book, and your intentions were perfect, noble. I'm sitting here, and I, I, I brought it up, and I was like, all right, let me see if... Uh, actually, let me just read about incorporeal creatures just real quick again. Can they walk through stone or anything like... Oh, they can just pass through solid objects. I forgot about the melee. Oh, you, I, read, I read it, and I was like, oh, but they're fine because they can't pass through because there's nowhere to go. I was and like, I oh, yeah, didn't think about blast. just, just like, touching that, through. That blast, though, I completely <sighs> forgot about the melee. Yeah. But regardless, were, I mean, my plan was bias around for Baron to escape. That was all, or, or if he if yeah, he's dead. Yeah, you you had something in mind. What were you really thinking? Lift the lift the curtain here. So yeah, I had a couple spells I was going to cast. I was going to once we got in, I imagined they were going to blast to try to break the stone. It was so, hardness eight, forty five hit points. You know, half obviously damage. they did forty two to you, uh, so it'd be half damage minus, minus eight. eight. Yeah, so that'd be you know twenty one uh, minus eight, thirteen points in the first round. Yeah, that was that's probably th three at least three rounds. So I was going to cure critical wounds on Baron. Awesome. I was going to do protection from energy fire. On a communal on both of us. Oh. Well, then you're fine. And then, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, if we had remaining, if they hadn't broken through yet, I was going to start summoning creatures that would appear outside the box. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then 
Although I don't think I don't I think you have to have you have to be able to see where they're appearing. Yeah. Oh, well, I've, I and then I also you know I was gonna if they got in I was gonna send Baron out and he was just gonna, I was gonna send him running with the ethereal cloak and I was gonna meld into stone and, right. wait, and wait it out right. and he like waited out to escape or to make a run for it or something wait for them to come back the witch fires use the bathroom to the witch fires use the bathroom I mean maybe they, I mean maybe they're going to give chase in which case I could get up and transform into a, you know, a bird and get out again to your credit like I didn't even think you had a, the shot that you had yeah uh, to make that stone wall I just figured you know either Baron would shoot or go into the vanishing breastplate uh, either you go ethereal and then Dalgrith would die like I figured it was just going to be like okay devastating blast takes out two of you or she comes up axe kills one or I was thinking if he goes into the vanishing breastplate she was just going to come up and start hacking at the breastplate until it destroyed it <laughs> shunted him back to the material plane and then she just killed him i mean yeah i mean i my i was thinking if he went into the breastplate i was thinking oh, i'll just go grab it and then go ethereal but that would have been two move actions yeah i couldn't have gone ethereal which means i would have been dead i remember when we wrapped up two weeks ago you were saying that i heard you saying that to baron and then you realized like oh no i can't activate it move pick up that's two move actually and if you're ethereal, if I had been gone ethereal and stayed in the area, oh, I guess they had targeted, but did, they did, have, did they have AOL, AOL spell? Area of effect wish spells? Fa- Wishfires, no. Oh, well, no. then we'd be fine. Because if, if it was area of effect or blast, you can actually be hit by force or abjuration stuff when you're in the ethereal plane. Yeah, I don't know if the fire would uh, affect that. I, I think the devastating blast was fire as well. Either way, um, you'll be missed. I mean, I'm, I'm staying. Matthew's staying. You can't. <laughs> Throw me out. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my real plan. No, uh, I love you, Matthew. Uh, two down. Two left remaining. You got another one of my characters, Troy. <laughs> 50% mischance on top of it. How many are you killed now? Uh, I've lost count. Uh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. Yeah, all of them. So, yeah. Gorms, Della, and Fair. Yeah, all of them. Well, on this show. <laughs> this show, that's true. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've killed them all, so... Watch out, Metro. <laughs> Surprised she survived 200. Um, I really don't know uh, what happens here. Um, but I'm going to prolong it a little longer. <laughs> I'm going to do something. I'm going to do a couple things that I've never quite done before. Um, it's going to require some trust. Put your pants back on. All right, hold on. Let me do that first. <laughs> I've sweat, done that before. They're sweatpants. They're so easy to take on and off. Uh, two things I've never done before. One, I'm going to hand Matthew a, uh, a piece of paper here. Let's fold it over. I'm going to hand it to Joe to hand to Matthew. I don't I'm, want you to... I'm going to read it. I don't want you to and, read it. <laughs> I don't want you to read it either, Matthew. I just want you to hold on to it. But a time may come in this episode when I'm going to point to you. And you're going to open it and, and do what it says. All right. Okay. It's a piece of paper. There. Am I going to want to do what it says? Uh, I think you will. Okay. You might not. It might. It might be really bad. No, I will not make out with you. <laughs> I said, don't open it. Don't read it. You're reading it too early. <laughs> no, I will not it's make out with you. talk about war, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird way to ask. <laughs> and the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take you back. Back to old true now. Back to Galabras' house. Back to that room where he was sleeping in gentle repose for so long and is now gone. 
Do you mean the mid-episode cliffhanger of last episode? Mid-episode, yes. There's a lot of threads here. <laughs> the cliffhanger after the cliffhanger, but before the other cliffhanger. Yes, exactly. The cliffhanger you, between Andrew. the two cliffhangers. The, 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 the cliffhanger four of six. <laughs> um, she says, we need to talk. I cannot say much. Though I know you have many questions. Especially you, Jimmer, who came here for the express purpose of retrieving him for his father. But Calabras is tied up in something far greater. I cannot say that I spoke to him directly. For the last time I saw him before he left, he was still feeble-minded. But suffice it to say, someone spoke through him. Creepy. What? And told me, told me to let him go. I once saw visions of this boy in the mist, the life that he lived long before he came here to Trunau. I've sat by his bedside for what seems like years, even though it's only been a few weeks. And even though we've never spoke, I feel an intense connection to him. All I know is that he would want you, Jimmer, to protect his friends. That is what I was told. But he is gone. I'm, you're going to have to tell me more. I, I, need, I need to know where he is. To be honest, I do not know. I was not privy to such information, but I looked into the mist and I feel like he is in a good place. Although the mists are not always fully true. All right. Uh, I'm going to do a sense motive. Sure. Uh, that's, that's an 18, which is about as well as he can do. Um, she's definitely withholding information. Yeah. Um, but you don't think she's lying about, about that, like everything she said has been the truth. Him being in a good place. Being, right. Yeah, he's he's in hell. Yeah. About, yeah. He's, he's burning in hell. He's burning in hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's burning in hell. <laughs> Jimma, may I ask you what? What is your background? What brought you into the service of the Finstocks? I, uh... I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. I I was, uh... Basically, a Street urchin growing up. Isle of Aaron, north of, uh... Absalom. Never have been able to shake the... Mode of speech. Uh... 
and uh, I was hungry, and uh, I snuck aboard a ship lying in port, trying to take something, something of value. I was a boy at the time, and I was I was caught, one too bright, and brought before uh, the gentleman who was concerned owned the ship. He happened to be there. And uh, I don't know, I guess he saw something in me and kind of took me under his wing. And he had his own son at the time, but he treated me as, as, as one of his own, one of his own family. And I've been raised in his service. I owe him everything, and Galabras was as a brother to me, has been most of my whole life. I do not know what your experience is with the arcane, but if you would permit me, would you like to look into your mists? Well, I've been around pretty much this this whole world. I've never done that. But if it'll help, I I will do it. Let's see what we see about you, Gemma. And she motions to Catrezra, who's, you know, basically blind, but he just knows where all this stuff is, brings over a pot, starts boiling, and water vapors come up into the air, and... Rosia like forcefully grabs your hands not to hurt you but like really for a strength belying the way she looks she grabs your hands Jimmer and and stands across you as this vapor starts to coalesce into another world that you can look into and you see yourself fighting and killing giants Hmm. Hmm. just striking down creatures four or five times your size surrounded by fire and you look up into the sky and see a god coming down what has to be a god Surrounded in white life, white light from the heavens. And it looks so familiar to you. And the god just points at you. And then dematerializes. I do not know what this particular vision is trying to say and as I said I do not always tell the whole story but it seems like you are destined for more than just being an errand boy Jimmer no offense from this vision it seems as if you are to be a great hero one that the gods will smile upon 
know you came here to retrieve the boy. I feel as if you have. Well, I know hero. I've done some pretty nasty things in my time. Damn it. God. Damn it. He just like turns away. Fuck it. This is what he needs from me right now. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I believe the friends he needs protecting are far from here. And Silvermane. I believe you know what that means. He just nods. Each of you are here for a reason. What that reason is may not be clear for a long time to come. But something is happening in the world. And it is up to us to play our part. Adriel, do you see it? Do you feel it? It is seen. It is seen. Metra, I know you have vengeance in your heart. But perhaps you weren't brought back here just for a simple act of vengeance. I <laughs> to use the word I wanted. Troy.exe is stop functioning. You were simply brought back just to avenge your daughter's death. I've said nothing about vengeance, only of finding my daughter. Ooh. Yes. All right. I think we're done here. Get out of my house. <laughs> it's my house now. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Wait, he, he, uh, he left it to me. <laughs> he, he said it was mine. He now. told me to dream. Look uh, at this whale right here. And it's written in like... <laughs> it's written in orc. It's built sale. Draws his house. My room, my room does have a second queen bed and a cot. If you'd like to stay there with me. So yeah, I think I for Jimmer, like I think, you know, he... He just, he's bought into that. Like, he, he is convinced by kind of the nature of what he's been told. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's not happy that he doesn't know where Galabras is, but he's somehow, like, he's found faith to accept that he's okay, and this is what he needs to do mm. for him. For him. For Galabras. For Galabras, yeah. Right. Yeah, everything's very mystical, and obviously she's not telling you the whole thing, but it's easy to get wrapped up in her. It happened long ago in Red Lake Fort with four other heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember them. Remember them? <laughs> remember four characters old heroes? ago for you? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> thank you, Troy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Metro, what do you want to do? I think Metro wants to seek out Baron. I mean, she's... 
talk to Sir Will. Mm-hmm. She, you know, Gormley's dead, and mm-hmm. you know, anyone who the only other person who's met and and traveled with Della is Baron. So I think she's she would want to find him. Mm-hmm. You know how freaked out Baron would be to have Della's mother show up. I'm the big deputy now. Oh my god, <laughs> terrifying! You're, you're, you're. The, I'm the sheriff now. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. What about uh, Adriel and Sir Will? They hit it off at the campfire. What do they want to do? I mean, I think that Sir Will is. Uh, he's thinking obviously about his mother. I mean, his mother is missing, uh, or you know, she escaped allegedly. And if she got out, uh, he has some idea where she would probably go. She'd mm-hmm. probably go to her her family home. Um, but uh, you know, he it, it doesn't matter that much what he wants to do because he's under the uh, he's under the um, under orders to serve uh, Trunau, you know, right. Jagrin. Still technically under... Uh, right. So, like, literally, he was, he's waylaid in this dungeon. This horrible thing happens to Highbury. Um, but he does have to reassess and realize that, like, he's still uh, on a mission here from Baron. It was like, go attend to your um, situation at Highbury and then go to Trunau and report to them where we are and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so he's obviously much delayed, but he is fulfilling that part of the mission. I don't even imagine that he's there in, the, in that room with Droja. Like, I imagine he's, like, in a long, maybe even more than a day debrief. Right with like the true now council or at least the guard captain just explaining everything that's been going on, what the giants are doing, what they're preparing, the whole skier guard thing. Right, right, right. He wouldn't know it to great detail, but he would know that that this frost giant camp is a training camp for whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's just like reporting to that, and then it's like whatever you know he wants me to to do next, I guess. Yeah. Um, But I do, I gotta say, like the idea of uh, Adriel coming with me <laughs> like whatever sir will has to do i think because uh, uh, what a badass i think adriel is not with sir will mm-hmm. during this and after this info dump happens of uh jimmer's fate and everything else going on i think adriel turns to droja and says the little prince sir will he is not much in stature but i f- believe his gossamer to be woven through the very tapestry of fate that we all live and create every day and I think without his abidement the day is lost what do you say Troja I think you speak wise the young man is tied into this very very deeply how I do not know but Silvermane says he is important whether that's just to Brander or to the larger picture, I do not know. I desperately wish to meet the other Ash Peak Baron, as Kilpath has told me that I needed to do so in order to save her. However, something nags at me as if a kernel stuck in my teeth about this boy. I feel as if I must accompany him, wherever he may go, even if it is far away from Baron. Yes. I see that as well. You must follow the visions sometimes, even though they may take you the long way to your goal. If you feel a connection 
with this boy. Perhaps it will lead you to Baron in the end. Well, as you know, the mysteries and revelations have been clouded as of late, and I needed your kind counsel to guide me on my way. Though I feel as if I'm just a candle floating in the night, perhaps we'll shed light upon what needs to be shed. Troja, it is seen. I will accompany the little prince. <laughs> and he leaves. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Just walks out. It's like Batman. Yeah. Turns around I, one second. Yeah, first. It's like, whoa, huh? I, I want to hug you. <laughs> so, Adriel is going after Sir Will. They're going to do their own thing for the most part. And then you got Jimmer and Metra who are sort of tied up in Droja's cryptic uh, messaging about Galabras, who is now gone, but she won't tell you why and won't tell you how, but there's something... So, so withholding. So she's so withholding. She gets <laughs> off on it. She does. Um, there's something so convincing about her, the way in which she speaks about things that have come to pass or that will come to pass, that you just feel... You feel swept up in it. And Silvermane has been to Skiergard. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that he actually remembers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He died there. <laughs> died there. What, does Silvermane do anything? Mm-mm. He's just... See ya. He's, he's there in the room with Droja and all, with all this happening, and he's just there. He's just mm-hmm. in the background the whole time. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely, you know, as, as Jimmer starts to come around, he's nodding and she says, you know what this means, you know, where they need to go. And he's, he's just, yes, I know. And he wants to, you know, he's going to summon them there. So like he'll, he's going to summon them there. No, he's going to, he's going to summon them to come with him when, whenever they're ready to go, it's going to be the message, Uh you know, it's going to be like, when you're ready to set out, come to me and I will put you on that mountaintop. Cause Skiergaard is very, very far away. Right. Um, and he's like, you know, prepare for battle cause I'm going to drop you right into it. So Metro and Jim are do some shopping. Anything you want to do before you leave town. And then eventually you go to Silvermane's house overlooking the Hope Spring. Knock on his door. He comes out in pajamas. In Scooby-Doo pajamas. <laughs> Footy pajamas? <laughs> Scooby-Doo footie pajamas. Oh. It's got a bowl of, like, uh, frosted flakes. <laughs> Spilled all over the front. I didn't know they made them in size hulking beasts. <laughs> he just grunts at you. Uh, I just imagine, I just realized that I, just from thinking about Silvermane and having to watch Jason grow up again. Andrew now, yeah, knowing he's going to die, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, there's lots of stuff there we haven't touched. Oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. does he he's seen it all? Does he know? Does he have memories of? Yeah, I guess maybe we haven't established that. We haven't really talked about that, but yeah, we haven't established it yet. Hmm. He said something in 200 that was like, "I uh, those memories are something." I can't remember what you said, but yeah, I think it was about Galabras. It's like I'm not sure how I how I can. Explain it, but I feel like I've known him longer than he's been alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you yeah. said. Um, so they knock. What do you do? 
Um, he takes them down to the Hope Spring and uh, simply, you know, he's m- mute, so they're not really communicating, but he's just looking them up and down, making sure that they're actually, uh, that they're actually ready to go. And then he silently begins a series of hand motions with his eyes closed and his lips moving, but nothing coming out. Mm-hmm. And after just, you know, a matter of seconds, both of you see shadows like cast by the cast by the sun. What a stupid way to explain a shadow. Uh, you, you see, see it gets darker. <laughs> <laughs> a certain portion of the sun is blocked, blocked by a solid object. <laughs> I just this really, is a shadow. I really want to be in the room he with one of your children. Shadow creature. <laughs> right. Someone from the shadow plane. Uh, no, but you see basically two blots uh, against the sun uh, approaching swiftly uh, against the wind. And uh, suddenly growing larger and larger and larger until swooping over the recently reconstructed walls of Trunau, you see two giant eagles. What? Oh, what? Swooping oh into God. the Hope Spring and just like <laughs> on the ground in front of the, like like uh, just like a helicopter. Like the wind yeah. from their wings is like <laughs> everyone's ducking. Everyone's, everyone's like, ducking. There's just like head. dirt and dust flying <laughs> up in the air, and they just like. <laughs> down on the ground next to you and then just like ease themselves down so that you can uh, easily mount them. Wow. <laughs> what a way to travel. Yeah. Are you kidding? And can you tell them where to go? Yeah, or I don't know. I mean, it's mostly just flavor of Troy, but, <laughs> but it is, uh, it does have a, a limited duration, so it would only be uh, 13 hours, but I think 13 hours by flight should get them there. Can you give them parachutes in case they dispel in midair? Should get them there. And I mean, these are intelligent creatures. Like, right, right, right. You know what I mean? So I think that magically they, they, should, they could know where, where to go. Mm-hmm. He could communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, you know, normally you're supposed to be there too, but right, right, right. I, you know, it's more of a flavor thing. But, yeah, yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, and... He reaches over to uh, Metra and just, like, takes her hand, holds her hand for a moment, and nods to her, walks over, does the exact same thing to Jimmer, takes his hand for a moment, nods, and then steps back, gives some good clearance, and then just... Their wings start flapping, and they take off <laughs> and fly these two at, straight out of Trunel. Wow. You just see a, an arrow, like, barely miss one of them. And, and a little voice go, I missed! <laughs> that could have been dinner tonight. That would have fed me for weeks. And so Jimmer and Metra fly off in the direction of Skiergard on two giant eagles. I'm, I'm nicknaming mine Gwai here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that, that is his domain, because the, the uh, Silvermane's domain is the Eagle domain, and that's his oh. sixth-level domain. Wow, spell. that is oh, really, cool. really it's neat. Eagle Airy, it's called. You can summon wow. a flight of giant eagles. What, how useful is that? Yeah, pretty awesome. So, so I can so summon badass. up to four eagles. Wow. <laughs> so I can fly a whole party. Well, amazing. Uh, well, after the end of this combat, you might need to summon a couple more. 
Because we're back in the tomb. Oh, oh, no. oh wait. Can I do one more thing? No. One more little thing? Come on. All it's right. little. Uh, I don't know that they're definitely leaving, but I would assume Sir Will and uh, uh, Adriel are leaving. Okay. Right? You know what I mean? And on a secret I, mission. Yeah, on a secret mission. And I just have this picture in my head of just Gandalf in Lord of the Rings <laughs> when... Uh, is it when Aragorn... Uh, it's Aragorn, right, that tells him that Sam went with Frodo. But he's like, but Frodo is still moving the ring toward... Uh, Sar- uh, toward... Uh, Mordor. Mordor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, he's not alone. Sam went with him. And he's like, did he? Did he indeed? Yeah. Good. Yeah. And smile. So I imagine <laughs> Silvermane, like, watching Adriel, like, walking next to Sir Will, much larger than him, and just... Nodding and smiling. Like, <laughs> I didn't even have to do anything, and this is and what is supposed to happen is happening. Yeah, right. yeah, I like that. We're back in the tomb, Baron. You are five feet away from her <laughs> as she gets immolated. Oh man! A, a hand, a green hand, just sticks through the wall, touches her. I see the green hand lighting up the interior of this stone. Hovel that was built for the two of us and illuminating it all. And before I know what can happen, uh, I see Faraz's eyes maybe look back at me, and this incorporeal hand touches her and just. The cloak falls to the ground. The cloak that she said, Here, take my cloak, falls to the ground. Oh my god. It is your action, Baron. <laughs> wow. What a. Uh, this wild. <laughs> no. And before. Any more thought can go through his head. He remembers her words of take the cloak, get out. Baron reaches down into just the remains of his friend that he'd been traveling with all this time and whips the cloak around his shoulders. And I guess with his final action of this round, activates the ability to enter the ethereal plane. Enters the ethereal plane. Well, wait a minute. Now let's do this right. Okay. Picking it up as a move action. All right. Donning Donning it as a standard action. All right. That takes five minutes. Unless you want to to don it hastily. (laughs) Hastily done. Uh, And then what is is the activation? It's a standard Standard action. action. Okay. So I'm in there. You're in there. Oh, geez. Right. It has not been activated. Nope. It is Dalgrith's turn. Well, Skid just wants the whole world to burn. <laughs> I could have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that pesky Skid Mar. <laughs> it wasn't a pesky Skid. I have to answer those emails. <laughs> um, ooh, jeez. Okay, okay. Um, that changes everything. That does change everything. Oh. Um, oh, no. Uh, Dalgrith. I mean, man. He's got room for one more. He could do one more image. Try to take attention away. You're just like running laps around the battlefield right now and leaving images. <laughs> yeah, That's like great. Just pooping out illusions. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Now, it, it, is the stairs like... Is, there, is the ceiling lower in the stairs? Because uh, he was like 40 feet up, 35 feet up. You've got airwalk on you. So. Right, so he was 35 feet up. Can he still be 35 feet up there, or is he? did he have yeah, to go down? Okay. Um, the, uh, the height of the maze ceiling is not as high as the Skierkatla's throne room. Okay. Um, okay. Then, oh, man, this is tough. Baron. 
This is extremely bad. This is <sighs> extremely bad. Yeah. Um, I am just so happy that. Um, who do you know who wrote this book or that's Jim encounter? Groves? Jim Groves. I'm so glad he had these things continue to fight when their leader died. Just beautiful monster behavior. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they wouldn't just go sit and be like, "All right, mission accomplished." <laughs> Good, Good luck on the way out, oh, guys. Make sure you get a bag. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you get her armor. No, they'd be like, like, oh, now all hope is lost. Like, why are we? Why, maybe they're enslaved or something, and they'd be like, "Yeah, like, we're oh, free now. We're free," and then they just run away. Like, <sighs> Yeah, it's true. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> That's interesting. I like that. Uh, oh, wow. wow. Um, Dogwraith is going to move up in such a manner that uh, he's going to move in such a manner that he ends up going, uh, starting down toward the ground where Pembroke is. Okay. And he's going to move and put... Uh, in a square just the, like the last square he passes through basically mm-hmm. he'll put an illusion and uh, an illusion of himself and uh, he will then shout at these creatures um, you still got one dwarf left I'm over here and try to draw maybe ranged attacks over that way wow, um, wow. Okay. and you know, so they, they can see the illusion and they hear the voice, and it comes from basically the same location. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they could get a perception roll to see if the voice came from five feet to the side of the illusion or whatever. There was you know, one dwarf yet in Scaregum. Yeah, exactly. Still draws breath. Still draws breath. <laughs> uh, so he's just trying to, you know, he doesn't know exactly what's going on in the, in the box. But he knows that the idea of taking a uh, a cloak and putting it on and everything is going to take a few seconds. Uh-huh. So maybe you know, I mean, he almost stops himself from blurting out, but then he just blurts blurts it out because he thinks he can still possibly survive it. I love that you also like can't stop yourself even when it makes sense from being heroic. The great Deathbringer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting move. Uh, so you left another image of yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't copy it. Okay. Y- you can, but That's it's fine. right to his left there. Uh, the one that just killed uh, Feyraza is closest to that image. It fires at the image. Okay. Natural uh, one? Uh, oh, 20-something against touch. So destroys the image. Yes. Um, the other one... Uh, yeah, this is very, very interesting here. Um, what do they know? That one knows that it killed something. It had to have felt that it killed something. Not necessarily. They can, they can it knows communi- it did damage. Yeah, but I mean, they can communicate with each other. Um, it also, just because it kills... Right, but just because it kills the illusion doesn't necessarily... Like, it can kill the illusion and still know that... Somewhere over there, there is an actual dwarf because the mm-hmm. you know maybe the illusions don't make sound. You know, I, don't I guess know. that's why there's a fifty percent mischance. Right, it comes up to touch through the wall. Oh God! First, let's see if it touches into Feyraz's square. Oh, you have two fifty percent mischance. Oh my God! Or Baron's square. Oh my God! So it just uh, comes up. Uh, what were you last week? Odds? I was odd, Matthew, you, you want to stick with evens there, Grant? I'm, you decide, bud. I'm not going to throw myself oh, in here. Yes, evens. I'll be evens. You are even Steven. <laughs> Come on, odd. Come then on. Then we don't have to worry about it. 
Yes! Oh my god! Yes! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Unbelievable! Oh my god! Oh, man. I was born on third base. <laughs> For That's real. incredible. It three. was It was a three. It was a three. Wow. Comes up. <laughs> Touches through at Feyraza's space, and Baron. You had uh, to kill me again. <laughs> just a really just Fryzer. Uh, well, and I mean, it is now Barrister. I mean, I, it's really tight <laughs> there, so she amazing. might not have fallen. Like, she yeah, crumpled. she could be like leaning up against Baron right. and oh. just like <laughs> I just grab it. Is another body still there? You want to roll reflex? Slumping uh, against. She, him. Effectively, he did a coup de grace. Yeah, yeah. But I was already dead. You're already dead. Just chopped your leg off. Uh, Baron, you are up. I'm Baron, and you have the cloak. Donned. Baron is going to activate the cloaks. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, sure. unbelievable. Oh my god. And then move 20 feet into solid stone behind him. <laughs> <laughs> into stone. Uh, Dalgraith, you are up. You actually moved 10 feet, but. Amazing. Oh, okay. You move. Oh, could um, you move half speed? All right, yeah. so I'm just inside of this stone. Skid, is there anything that, like, Pembroke would have had that is. Um, that you would say is like, I don't know, significantly Pembroke, like I, something that like if Dalgraith could grab, like uh, I mean his cane for sure, his cane, right? You know what? There was like he did have a pendant around his neck, but that's been destroyed, obviously. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, f- from what he has left, I would probably say his cane. But. Okay. Uh, Dalgraith is going to. Mm-hmm. He's going to hold. Okay. Hold. Baron, let me know what your thoughts are here, because you have enough time left on the cloak. Because remember, Pembroke used the cloak to scout the uh, secret area out so that you could teleport there. But I will say that there is enough uh, time left Juice. on that cloak to get you outside. We don't have to really worry about you if that's your goal. Uh-huh. What is your goal? You can go anywhere you want. Uh. It's it, Dalgrith we gotta worry about. Oh boy. So I'm not actually interested in any of the treasure in this room, mm-hmm. but I am interested on what's on the other side of the doors we didn't go through in there. Well, that is that is true. That is another room. But I'm just worried about. I'm, I'm those doors are far, but I mean, I'm also worried about picking up something and then having these. Witch fires see me and then fire on my space. You sure. actually can't pick up anything. Oh, I can't pick up anything. You can't you're pick on, up anything you're on a different and you plane. can't be seen. Really? Uh, Unless they were... You can be hit by abjuration or force effects. Right. So, I mean, I don't really know what else I could do at this point. Hmm. So, I'm just going to... Baron's just going to... Sadly, he does not want to. Um, he's going to keep on moving. I guess I can't even affect myself with healing spells while I'm in this realm. You can Okay. Yeah, you kind of... Uh, yeah. All of your stuff is on the ethereal plane with you. Okay, great. So, I... Do you have resist uh, energy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I wish. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Baron's going to move another... Was this his turn now? Yeah. Baron's going to move another 10 feet that way, and... Um, you know what? He's going to get out of the temple before he tries to heal himself. Okay. So, so that, that's basically what I'm asking, because yeah. you, we don't have to worry about you unless there's something you want to do... Uh, to buff yourself or to like go back into the fight or to go uh, explore into another room that could have more creatures. Who knows? Yeah, I think Baron's just going to play it safe and he's he knows that 
the main evil's done and that he wants to try to regroup in any way he can and come back here and finish off whatever he has unfinished business he has with Brander. He wants to give a proper burial to his friends as well, so he's definitely coming back. But right now is not that time. Galgrith, what is your plan here? Well, uh, he uh, he's wondering if he can... He's he's devastated uh, at seeing Pembroke's broken body, and mm-hmm. he wants to take out of... He doesn't want Pembroke's whole everything of him to be left in this tomb. So he wanted to take something, but he's also not going to do anything really stupid. So, you know, if the, if the witch fires, I, uh, you know, are... And I forgot about these stupid things, the um, will-o-wisps. The will-o-wisps. I'm not even using them right now because they can only hurt you and you're invisible. Right. So, but I wonder if, like, the if his staff just, like, vanishing is something they would pick up on. Hmm. And if they do, could they just, like, blindly strike out in the space? One no. hit from one of these creatures and Wait, I'm permanently dead. Wait, aren't the will gone? They were summoned creatures. Summoned by... The Witchfires. Oh, oh, I thought there was a oh. What an awful creature, what the Witchfires. That's an amazing oh, creature. God, man. Uh, so I'm just getting a sense as a player that it might be too dangerous. I don't know. What, what do you think? Like, what do you think? Is to it what? Like, to try to grab this staff and have it vanish in front of them. Um, is it like, it's just too risky, right? I guess the question is, do you want to die? Yeah, I don't want to die, but I, if it's obvious that like nobody's going to see me, yeah. then I would do it. But I don't know. I don't know if it's obvious. Like, are the witch fires scanning the room still, or are they giving up? Like, that's kind of why. I Looking was at the map where those will o' wisps are, it's it's very dangerous. Um. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's he could always come back later, so he's going to he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna double move in, into the maze. Okay. So he's going to double move out into the into the maze. God. All right. Um, in terms of creatures you have to worry about right now are these morgues. Yeah. And the Doolahan. And the Doolahan. Oh, right. The maze exit. Oh, God. The maze exits right into the room with the Doolahan. Oh, my God. Uh, there's no other way out. There is no other way out that you know of. Do you want to roll some knowledge checks? Uh, yeah, I can do knowledge religion on the morgues. Okay, try that. The main thing I want to know is, do they have blind sight? Okay. Uh, knowledge religion on the morgues. Ugh, come on. I mean, natural three. It's, it's such garbage. Ten. You don't know. Um, it's really... Every single roll! It doesn't matter what I'm rolling for. All right. Uh, roll on the Doolahan. Uh, knowledge religion on the Doolahan. That on, is buddy. an eighteen. Ooh, they do. They do have blindsight. The Doolahan has blindsight. Oh lord! With a range of sixty feet. But you also but you don't know where it is in the room. You don't know where it is, and there's also those columns, those pillars in the way. So I think you could go tricky enough. Full sprint. Also, you can go up in the air. That's true. Too. Oh, airwalk, yeah. yeah. You can walk above its head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, start walking on sunshine, buddy. That big-ass lance. Yeah, do uh, do the maze walls go to the ceiling in, in every spot, or can mm-hmm. you just walk over the maze? Uh, no, they go to the ceiling, but you can walk up. At least save yourself those footballs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez, uh, this is brutal. I mean, you're going to have to open the door is the other problem. You're going to have to open the door into the Doolahan's room. Um, 
Um, I will. I will start by making my way to the door. So I will try to work around and avoid these morgues at all costs. I mean, if the, if they don't have blind sight, I have, you know, a really, really, really high stealth score. But. I'm also moving kind of quickly, so I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't probably go into full stealth unless they saw me, but I'm not making any sound, and I'm invisible. Right. Uh, all right, so you begin moving while Baron is just walking through walls to get out of the tomb. Uh, you, you just keep walking through, and eventually uh, you hear, like, footsteps. <laughs> and around the corner, one of these things walks up. And you're standing across from it. And it doesn't appear to see you. It just keeps walking right at you, though. Oh, no. Right at you. All right, he's going to go up and over it and And stay completely still. As you do that, it just takes a right and starts walking away. Oh, my God. God. Heart attack. (laughs) I'm, like, doing it on the map, too. Oh, see ya. Just going this way. If I get out of this one alive, I promise to pray to Torog every day. Uh, he'll go Turns to around and hears you <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I didn't say it out loud uh, He'll go to the doors Alright, so you eventually make it to the doors While oh Baron is still flying through walls uh, Trying to get out You don't have to You can walk up and down too Because yep. the yep. ethereal yep. jaunt lets you go up in the air uh, Sweet Ethereal jaunt I love that Ethereal jaunt Dogworth, you get to the doors here um, They are uh, locked from the other side But you can easily get out What do you do? They are lo- uh, so I can just open the door? Yeah, they're, they're locked, but you can lo- unlock it from this side. Oh, for, uh, I can unlock it from this side. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stealthily try to... Roll a stealth check. Unlock oh the door. Oh, my uh, God. Now, I guess the invisibility doesn't apply here, right? I would imagine. To the handle. Right. Uh, to yeah. the sound of the handle. To the sound of the handle. Uh, 27. 27. Let me roll a little dual hand for Seth Natural here. six. Still, in four episodes, haven't rolled over 11. Wow. Maybe you want to change your uh, Okay, you... Open the door. Uh, it made that sound? <laughs> uh, you see the Doolahan oh. in the room. He is the headless... You know, you hadn't seen this creature before. You probably only heard from Pembroke and Baron and Feyrazo what this thing looked like. Yeah. This is the thing that killed four bears. Yeah. Uh, you see it. It's about, oh... Uh, 70 feet away or so, uh, hugging uh, in, in, right in the, in the, like between the, the, the pillars in the middle of the room, but towards the, the right side of the room, uh, where the right pillars are running down towards the exit. He does not seem to notice that the doors opened. <sighs> but yeah, you know, I just moved him and he's 70 feet away. You know, his blind sense is 60 feet. Oh my God. All right. Dalgraith is going to go just above the floor uh-huh. and then just right, you know, along the wall, basically, just uh-huh. trying to stay because that'll keep him out of 60 feet, right? Yeah. If he, like, shimmies along the wall. Uh-huh. So he'll shimmy along the far wall from him as quietly as possible. He's like Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just, he doesn't want to hear that. Uh, two stealth Whoa! checks. <laughs> Exclamation points we- everywhere. <laughs> Roll two stealth checks with the uh, the plus 20. And put a okay. cardboard box on your head. Uh, Metal gear. Another 11. Still max at 11. That is a 52. Okay. And then 54. Okay. Ooh, 31 perception I rolled on the second <laughs> oh, one. Oh, so you're walking along there, and it's kind of like moving around. Oh, uh, no. It's on a patrol? I imagine sometimes he's behind a, a column, and he going, just stays yeah. behind the column. Uh, yeah, it comes like right next to your column. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then, uh, it's just like... <sighs> 
walking by. But you were able to get <laughs> by. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh man. I could just picture I'll all tell you what, it. I had a plus 16 perception. Like, I could have got you. No joke. With that 34, uh, I didn't even need to roll a natural 20. And um, then, as he gets to the hallway where the main thing is, he just starts running. Like... <laughs> Yeah, by Full now. Full speed, four times speed. Through the air. <laughs> Through the Through air. The air. <laughs> Running to the door. Holy of crap. Of the tomb. Bursts through the door <laughs> into the sunlight. Uh. Ah, blinding his eyes. <sighs> and you get outside the tomb. Oh, my God. So insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys do? Um... All right, well, I mean, he heard Feyraza, so he's he's just praying, please, brother, please, tell me you made it out. Tell me I'm not the only one. Tell me I'm not the only one. And, and he's basically looking for Baron, but not uh, going uninvisible yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just just in case. Uh, see if he's going to show himself first. <laughs> and Baron takes his cloak off, and you see him shoom, enter this plane. Brother. We may have won the fight, but we lost the day. I, it's, it's a bad one. I'm afraid it's a bad one, Baron, but we can't linger here. We must get far away as quickly as possible. Stay low. Follow me. I will. And we're just like, through the snow, immediately trying to close on one of the buildings just to give us some cover from the open. Is it daytime, nighttime? Yeah, yeah. What, what uh, time, time now? It's probably it around like six. So the darkness is the approaching. Um, yeah. So I mean, we're just going to try to get to the to the closest wall. Yeah. Uh, uh, right near the nearest place is the uh, the temple. You probably don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> the Mammoth Stockade is also nearby. Uh, the silo was burned down. Uh, so the next closest place. So was the Mammoth Stockade. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's right. <laughs> would be the uh, the mess hall. Uh, Can we airwalk to where Didn't we? Burn we... that down too. You might have burned that yeah. down. <laughs> was the airwalk <laughs> a lot of damage? <laughs> was the airwalk ten minutes a level? Uh, it is. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever. Can I, we, don't, can I don't we... have that character sheet open. Let's just say we don't have the. Walk and we're moving through the. Snow. We have lots of places where we had camped out before. Can right, we reach right, one right. of those places. Maybe? But if you want to go to a building, uh, I don't think we'd need to get to a building. Okay, uh, there's only, there's one building you guys never went to uh, that is right. Uh, <laughs> go yeah, there? we'll go there. Right, yeah, there, sure. Uh, <laughs> check that place out. No, I think we'll, we'll, let's was, go to the mess hall because that's ten what, minute intervals among the creatures touched. So it was like a half hour or something. Yes, yeah, so you have some time. Yeah. Um, you have enough time to float over to the mess hall. All right, so we'll get over to the mess hall and just like. You know, close the door, seal ourselves in, and just—it's like a like a quiet place. You're just like, keep your voice down. We need to heal up here before we move forward. And what is? I the, mean, he's really hurt. He's bleeding all over. He's got six HP. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the leader of the wolf pack again that we met at the beginning? Ah, uh, Rainfark. So I think at some point after we heal up a little bit, Baron's going to want to try to reach out to Rainfark for like. You know, protecting our asses as we kind of get out of there. Yeah. Because we killed Skirkala. We, we, we finished our end of the deal with her. So I'm hoping maybe she can give us cover or help us get down the mountain or something quickly. Yeah. So um, let, me, uh, let me pop off some... Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because after all this time where we're just popping in and out of Skelt and in and out of the, the cathedral with the teleport, suddenly like... You're just stranded on top of a mountain. Yeah. yeah. Now yep. we got a long hike back, brother. And like even just getting back to civilization is going to take such a long time. Right. Yeah. 
14 points of healing for you. Oh, God. Already feeling better. Huge. 18 points of healing for me, and I'm out of Cure Lights. Yeah, and I mean, with these, with Pembroke and Fiorazza gone, I mean, do you have the, the wand? Do you have a wand? I think I have a wand. Let me look at my sheet real quick. I believe you do. I believe I do. I certainly don't have one. And, you don't have any potions left? No. I, I mean, I do, but not healing potions. Yeah, we both have one. Oh, no, actually, I do. I do have a healing potion here. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll take healing potions. I think, I think we're going to hold up for the night okay. at this point. All right, so rest and recover. I mean, you know, my armor abilities, I used all of them, and they recharge each day. So, Oh, I also have uh, Dalgrith. I have, a, I have a broom of flying. We can all get right. down the mountain very quickly. It'll take the command word and fly back here, whoever wants to go first. But let's rest up tonight. Alright, let's rest tonight. I don't think they're coming out of that tomb anytime soon looking for us. And can I plant, uh, is there any ground that's not awful? Can I plant the sla- sapling rod outside somewhere? Or in this room or somewhere? All right, we can go right outside and plant All right, cool. So we'll plant that, and then in the morning we'll grab the fruit. <laughs> Harvest. I think you actually both could fly on the broom. It just would move more slowly. Uh, I'll look it up while we're resting. I mean, the two of you probably don't weigh 400 pounds together, right? Up to 400 pounds at a speed of 30 feet. Oh, we might, with all our gear. Uh, let me just see. I wear... Well, my load, my, the, my load is 114 pounds. I weigh uh, 170, so that's 300 pounds just on me. Yeah, yeah. I, so, weigh, I right. weigh 185 pounds and then have all my gear so yeah we we, we couldn't do it yeah and i don't have i don't always have, but it's energy right. we can we can do it in the in the morning though but yeah let's rest up heal up and mourn the loss of our friends i don't think we'll sleep well tonight but we have to get some rest before we move forward aye we have to so i mean i think just completely exhausted yeah, they sleep. We like collapse against the door, even like we put the get the door closed and just you just like jam a bunch of stuff in front of it and it just pass yeah. out. Yeah. So you sleep. You make a place for yourselves to sleep. You guys still don't really have what it takes to defeat the witchfires, right? To be able to like search that room, clear out your friends' belongings, clear out their bodies or what's left. We haven't talked yet about it. Mm-hmm. I think we might talk about it in the morning, but. You know, Dalgrith is... He's not optimistic. So you lay down, you go to sleep. Not a... Certainly you're exhausted, but it's not a restful sleep because there's horrible guilt sort of weighing on you. Baron, you're... dreaming, you think, but it feels very, very real. And you're back outside of that two-story house. But this time you don't hear a baby crying. Oh, no. You walk inside just sort of out of curiosity to go back to that room. The door is slightly ajar. On the second floor, you push it open. And Brander is just sitting there. Oh, God. Can I talk to him in the stream, or am I, like, wa- witnessing it, like, out of body? It's a little bit of both, but you feel like you can speak He would him. struggle through and say, I couldn't finish the deal, Brander. 
I lost two more of my friends. They fell on the battlefield and I ran out of there with my own life even though I didn't deserve it. You can go in that temple and get her armor yourself, you son of a bitch. I knew nothing of the old man. What his part in all of this is or was, I know not. But the girl... She deserved better. She came from a long line of fools. But I thought she would be the one to break the chain. Apparently not. I don't know why I had a soft spot for her. But I thought that I could keep her around just a little bit longer. But it seems like yet again You've let these pieces fall through your hands They're not pieces, Brander They're people And they're dying They're not going anywhere It's not something I ever dreamed for them I don't even know what the hell you want them for Are you returning to the tomb? I don't even know I think I will. But I'm sick of playing right into your hand, I'll tell you that right now. Do you remember when I gave you the gift of knowledge? The gift of knowing who to trust and who not to trust? I'm going to give you another gift, Baron. But it's one that I don't know if you will even have the courage to use. Baron spits on the ground. Don't talk to me about courage, you coward. I do not have much time to waste. As others approach, we're not yet ripe. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Here, take this. And he, like, hands a potion to you in the dream. Retrieve the armor, Baron. And do what you think is right. The dream ends. Eventually you wake up. And sitting on the bedside table next to you is a potion. Glows with a strange clarity. Wow. Baron can't believe that this item crossed the dream world and entered with him, but since he's traveled through planes, you know, just with this cloak just a little while ago, he can believe it. And uh, he'll detect magic on it. I assume it's magical. Yeah, magical. Spellcraft check. Mm-hmm. Natural 20. Oh, <laughs> wow, huge. 25. It is a potion of plane shift. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Okay. Don't even know what that is. Sounds cool, though. What does Baron know a potion of plane shift does? It allows you to move yourself or some other creature to another plane of existence or alternate dimension. 
If several willing persons link hands in a circle, as many as eight could be affected by a plane shift at the same time. Precise accuracy as to a particular arrival location on the intended plane is nigh impossible. From the material plane, you can reach any other plane, though you appear five to five hundred miles from your intended destination. It transports creatures instantaneously and then ends. The creatures need to find other means if they are to travel back. Huh. And so this is actually a spell on Adriel's spell list. I was mm. looking at this in the Oracle spells. Does this seem to... In fact, it's also something that Metro can do. Mm. So is it something... When, the, when it is cast by a spellcaster, it goes to your desired plane, basically. Do I get the sense that I get to choose that plane if I were to swallow this? Sure. Oh, okay. It's not, have, like, predetermined by Brander to send me to some fucked up place. No, but you have no idea why he gave it to him. Yeah. Baron will pick it up, look at it. Dalgrith, I had a terrible dream. I saw Brander again. He told me that he'd already given me the gift of knowledge and he wanted to give me one more. Now I have this potion. The potion of pain shift. I have no idea. He's speaking cryptic riddles at me. What do you think? I think the man's a mystery. I wouldn't trust anything he says. But I did strangely believe him when he said he wasn't our enemy. I mean, I know he is. I'm not crazy, but... It feels like... It feels like he's got something much greater than just defeating us going on. I don't know quite what it is, but... I don't want to be... I don't want to be falling into his traps anymore, and I feel like this potion might be one of them. And I realize potions can't be higher than a third level spell, but... It's flavor. It could have easily been a scroll or a uh, wand. It's a, it's a, it's a, po- a potion-like scroll or a scroll-like right. potion. These are yes. very common. It's a liquid scroll. <laughs> we'll yeah. say if, if you can't, if you, we'll say you have to use, use magic device on it, so it, it yeah, can be yeah. a scroll. But. That makes sense. Um, so I can't even cast it now. I know Dalgrith can either, uh, knowing what this magic is. It's very powerful magic. No. Be careful reading that scroll. Keep your eyes away from it. Don't read the text. <laughs> <laughs> Baron's blind now. <laughs> Mishap. Uh, so I have a healthy, uh, I have a healthy suspicion of magical writing. In the land of Osirian, you can simply read things, and they can totally change your fate. I, I try to stay away from it when I can, especially one that's written by a man such as Brander. Now the question is, Baron. Do we go back in? Do we get their bodies and bring them back out? Can we defeat the witch fires? Is there a way? I've been thinking about it all morning. Since 4 a.m. I've been awake, but I can't... I can't figure a way. Ever since back in True Now, I always had a hard time getting a shot off and connecting with creatures that were incorporeal. And I'm still not healed up yet. We're going to have some tender vittles in a second here off of that tree. We might be able to heal ourselves up there. But we also might need to head back to Skelt and rest up a little bit more before we head in there. What do you think? That sounds good to me. I don't see them rearming the whole tomb before we come back, and I don't think that 
with their leader gone and dead, there's not really much of a point to try to end. I might add that no one else is really going to get through into that room besides us. I just I think we have the time we need, especially with the broom. I just doesn't feel right living on this borrowed time that Pembroke and Ferasa gave us. Uh, I want to charge back in, but I've let my emotions get the best of me in the past. I guess I shouldn't this time, even though it feels right. Feels like I should. I know. There's going to be time for it, Baron. You and I, we're going to do their memories justice. But the time's not now. We need to think about tactics now. We need to think about getting out to here alive, getting back to Scout, healing up, and then coming back, taking their bodies out of here. It's got to be our priority at the moment, and then... And then we can properly put them to rest. Okay. He reaches out. Shakes Grabs him. your shoulder. Gives it a good squeeze. He's <sighs> like, let's... Let's keep our wits about us now, and... We'll mourn for them when there's time. All right. Well, let's eat and then let's fly. Do you want to go down first? You know how to use one of these flying brooms? No, I'm absolutely terrified. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll fly down the mountain, I guess. Er, Before you fly down the mountain, both you roll a perception check. Okay. Here we go. 30. 21. I'm sorry, 34. You both hear sound of wings. <laughs> oh my god Baron it sounds to you Like Dragon's wings What? Oh, It sounds To you exactly Like The dragon that Brander turned into In oh, Minderhall's Cathedral Before he flew out those kind of wings The way it echoed throughout that cathedral And then the, the sound disappears What do you do? Oh man, Dogrith draws his sword. It's like up against the wall. Is that like, could be a dragon outside? I know you said you had your dragon friend, but Baron Paul, Baron reaches out, opens the door, fear in his eyes, just terrified, knowing that it's just the two of them. Plucks off the six pieces of fruit from the tree. <laughs> He's like, hurry! <laughs> it's just like it's like being in a battle in Skyrim where you just like pause and eat yeah, everything eat in your it. pouch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we both get three potions of cure mods. That's good. Uh, it says Dalgrith. Dalgrith. That's it's a terrifying dragon that came down. That that's the dragon that that done stole Della and gave gave her body to Br- Brander. We'll just keep a lookout. Don't don't walk out there yet. The snow is all a mess in the area. You can see most of Skiergod. There's snow everywhere. Like uh, there was a fresh, uh, like it's like it's actually snowing. It's all been whipped up into a frenzy. And in the distance, you see walking through camp a solitary figure in a black robe. What? For a second, you're like, is that Brander? But it's a woman. <gasps> kind of looks exactly like Della. Walking around and looking. And from behind, a man with a sword in hand. <gasps> Badass armor, like armed to the teeth. <laughs> and an eye patch. And a freaking eye patch. And they look right at you. Matthew, hold on to that paper. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 
even get to the paper. <laughs> I want to read it. I thought Skid was going to get to do one thing. <laughs> no, nothing. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 